Set in 1889, this is the story of Prince Rudolf of Austria-Hungary, an unhappy man pulled in many different directions by love and duty. Heir to the Habsburg throne, but beset by political intrigues. Married to a jealous, nagging wife, but in love with a beautiful young girl, Mary Vetsera. Forced by the emperor to return to his wife, Rudolf meets Mary for the last time at his hunting lodge at Meerling. What happened there became front-page news and a sensational climax to the story of a great love. I've made some coffee, Herr Scheps. Thank you, Loshek. Tell me, is the crown prince usually as late as this? When he spends the night in the lower town, yes, sir. Won't he wish to go straight to bed and sleep it off when he returns? No, sir, I think not. His Imperial Highness is not sleeping well at present. Has he seen a doctor? Loshek, you can speak to me about it, you know. You do trust me, don't you? I know that you enjoy His Imperial Highness's complete confidence, Herr Sheps. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here at seven on a chilly morning in his private apartments behind locked doors. Is that it? His Imperial Highness sees his doctor at least once a week, sir. You still don't believe I have the best of reasons for wishing him well, do you? Loshek, you owe it to all of us to use your influence to dissuade the prince from completely wrecking his health. I am a valet, Herr Sheps. But you are also a friend to the crown prince. Listen to me, Loshek. We need your help desperately. What is it you require of me, sir? I'm right in assuming you are with us, in spirit. No, you are quite wrong, sir. I have no interest in politics, and I do not believe that the crown prince, heir to the throne of Austria-Hungary, should involve himself in the schemes of newspaper editors like yourself and your associates. Don't you want to see a better future for this empire of ours? No, sir. My concern is for His Imperial Highness. You are encouraging him to attack the very institutions that maintain him. There are other ways of destroying a man than by permitting him to wreck his health, Herr Sheps. Good heavens, man. Do you imagine I will destroy him? What else can happen to a man pulled in a dozen different directions by the self-appointed keepers of his conscience, Herr Sheps? But, Loshek, suppose that I... Someone's trying the door. I can't be found here at this hour. Where shall I go? There is no occasion to go anywhere, sir. The lady outside is not here to probe His Imperial Highness's political background. Lady? His wife, sir. The Crown Princess Stephanie. I must admit her. I issued orders that this door was not to be locked. With great respect, Your Highness... The order was countermanded by His Imperial Highness. He instructed you to lock the door against me? Not against you, Your Imperial Highness. Many of his private papers have been recently transferred here from the master safe in the great study. Where is the Crown Prince? He is out, Your Highness. Your Imperial Highness? Your Imperial Highness. And who is this man, and what is he doing here at this hour? Uh, may it please, Do Lord. not address a member of the ruling house unless directly addressed. His name is Maurice Sheps. He is an editor, Your Imperial Highness. I understand he has professional business with His Imperial Highness. What are those papers in his hand? Give them to me. Le Chef. <gasps> those papers are mine. May I have them, please? Thank you. You may leave us, Le Chef. Uh, no, not you, Maurice. I wish to see Your Imperial Highness alone. And at once. Conduct Herr Sheps to the great study, Loshek. He is to return when I ring. Yes, Your Highness. 
This way, Herr Chefs. Low chef should bring you something to eat. I breakfasted well, madame, at least an hour before you forced your way into my room. I haven't seen you for three days. That would appear to be of your choosing. When I'm here, my door is open all day. Yours is locked against me all night. Rudolph! Rudolph, we can't go on like this. Your health, it cannot support such a strain. The whole family is concerned, and that's why I went to see Papa yesterday. Papa? You had no appointment to see the Emperor yesterday? I was sufficiently anxious to go to him without an appointment. Oh, madame, I salute you. The Order of the Golden Fleece has been awarded for far lesser hazard. Will you learn nothing? Seven years married to a Habsburg, yet you commit a breach that will make us both subject to subdued guffaws from here to Budapest. Rudolph, I feel so... My health has nothing whatever to do with the matter. Your visit to the Emperor was prompted by the same prying spite that accounts for your presence in this room at this moment. That woman has been here. I know it. I have accurate information. Oh, we have arrived at it at last. Thank you, my dear. We can now dispose with the critical state of my health and proceed straight to the point. Oh, by the way, did you look under the bed and in the closet? The numerous uniforms in the closet might conceal an entire harem. Why do you humiliate me like this, Rudy? You humiliate yourself, Stephanie. Do you imagine that your hysterical appeals for sympathy from everyone to the emperor down to your hairdresser provoke anything but contempt? You hate me. You all hate me. If our child had been a son, if I'd been able to bear more children. Oh, I wish I were dead. Oh. <laughs> Nobody hates you, Stephanie. Nobody, you understand? Not even me. Oh, Stephanie, why do you act like this? What good can it do either of us? How is a wife supposed to behave when, when the entire city is sniggering over her husband's entanglement with a, a parvenu adventurous? Adventurous? Well, what else is she? Baroness Mary Sarah. It's not just another affair. It's common talk that the crown prince is madly in love. I... You must excuse me, Stephanie. I have work to do. It's true, isn't it? Why else should you avoid me day after day? Do you find me repulsive? It's strange if you do. Thousands of men admire me. My hair. It's true that you have a luxuriant head of hair, and equally true that you delight in creating hysterical scenes at every opportunity. It is also true that you can never produce an heir to the throne of Austria-Hungary. Reproach me with that. Is it my fault that I can never have another child? No, madame, neither is it my fault that I was obliged by a pyramid of archaic family laws to marry you in the first place. It's the same every time I try to talk to you. Of course it's the same. How can it be otherwise? Ours is not a case of a man and a woman being mutually attracted to one another. I was led into the matrimonial ring like a prize bull, and a pitifully small ring it was. A fat Matilda of Saxony, a yellow-faced infanta of Spain, and you. What have we in common, now that the sole purpose of our association can never be achieved? Oh, you're intolerable! 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 You rang for Herr Schatz, Your Highness. He is here. Come in, Maurice. <clears throat> Those papers you brought, they are not in my handwriting. I had them transcribed, Your Highness. 
I felt it would be unwise to enter the Hofburg carrying an article of that sort in your highness's writing. Are you being watched? Uh, no, more than usual, your highness. Well, it's of no consequence. We shall not use this article after all. Not use it? It is too trivial. When the heart of an empire beats as turgidly as ours, it requires an explosion, not a pinprick. I have the explosives to hand. To what does your highness refer? The Hungarian opposition. We must support them openly, Maurice. Support them? You mean... Openly advocate Hungarian independence in your name? Yes. Oh, come, Maurice. It's time I made my position clear. Time to throw off the old regime and march forward into a new age, a new conception of monarchy. No. Rudy, this is not you talking. But this is what you wanted and dreamed of. I want a free empire, Rudy. But I'm concerned with progress, not revolution. Maurice, listen to me. I'm 30 now. And what is my life? His Imperial Highness will represent the Emperor at a German embassy dinner. His Imperial Highness will take exercise in the Praetor at noon. Oh, it's time I shook off the shackles. Others have, why not I? Because you're the heir to the throne. Rudy, I'm your friend. We've done good work in the past and we can continue to do better in the future. But not this way. For heaven's sake, don't pay attention to the disgruntled hotheads. Have patience. Rudy, you're tired. You're ill. I'll come back when you're rested. Of course I'm ill, Maurice. I'm passed from cage to cage on a tide of neat brandy. But you are privileged, Maurice. You know that brandy is no longer sufficient to maintain the requisite imperial composure. You know that I now need more... Stop it, Rudy. We've talked enough for today. I will leave you now. Very well. But go by the emergency stairs, Maurice, and out through the iron door. You won't be searched if you go that way. Goodbye, Rudy. Take some rest. Do nothing until we speak again. <sighs> rest. And obey court protocol. Is there nothing more in life than that? The Countess Marie Lariche, Your Highness. Is the Baroness Vetsera with her? No, sir. The Countess is alone. I'll show her in. Good morning, cousin. Good morning, Marie. Where is Mary? Packing. We leave for Mentone this afternoon. But you didn't intend leaving Vienna until tomorrow, and Mary... My plans have changed. Carl and I leave today, and Mary has agreed to come with us. Mary? To Mentone? I told her you would be joining us there. <sighs> but you know that is impossible. Of course. But it was the only way I could persuade her to come. But why have you done this at the... Why are you taking Mary away from Vienna? Rudy, this affair must stop. I've come to tell you that I cannot continue to play false chaperone to Mary any longer. You can't do this. Mary's your friend. It's because she trusts me that it must stop. Stop before it ruins her and ruins me. I, I don't understand you. Rudy, I beg of you, be sensible. If this affair gets to Stephanie's ears, the scandal will not only compel me to leave Vienna for good... It will finish any chances Mary may have of making a good marriage. But, Marie, I love Mary. I love her in a way you could never understand. You may love her to distraction, Rudy, but you aren't a fool. You can see the future for Mary as well or better than I can. I tell you, as long as I'm here... Rudy, then... Rudy, what security can you offer a girl deeply in love? Soon the whisper will run beyond the court circle and the emperor will be forced to take action. If you were big enough, Rudy, if you had a real following instead of a... 
Instead of a few despised journalists and cranks, you might be able to direct the course of events. But you aren't big enough, Rudy. You'll go down under the storm. Mary will be ruined. I shall be ostracized, and you... You'll come to heal, Rudy. I believe you know that. I... I, I thought... I thought with Mary I might achieve something. No, I, I... Rudy, you must let her go. You won't regret it, I promise you that. Would you like to write to her? No. That would be too conventional, and Mary doesn't appreciate the conventions. You can say goodbye on my behalf. And you can say Rudy, that I, I... I've come. Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary, my darling. Sorry. Oh, no, no, Rudy. I won't have a demonstrative farewell in front of Marie. It embarrasses her. Farewell? Oh, to the devil with farewells. Let me take your cloak. How did you get here, Mary? By using my wits, Marie, darling. I guessed where you'd gone. I knew I couldn't get in by the main gate. I had no pass. So I went round to the little iron door. It was locked, of course. But I knew that sooner or later one of Rudy's mysterious strangers would come out. Oh, now tell me, how long will it be before you join us, Rudy? What's the matter? Why are you both looking at me like that? Uh, it might be some time, Mary. It's possible you that... You aren't coming. I see it now. Marie lied to me. It was a trick to get me away. Oh, Mary, please try to control You wouldn't yourself. let her do that, Rudy. You wouldn't voluntarily let us be separated. It's only for a time, Mary. It's better that way. You coward. You weak, terrible coward. You let her persuade you after she tried and tried to persuade me. I held out against all of them. But you didn't. We are so weak, Rudy. How could anyone do anything but despise Mary, you? dear, listen. Do you think I shall consent to go with Marie to the Riviera if you break your promise about coming? He gave no such promise, Mary. You mean... You mean you made it up? You persuaded me to go and, and all the time... You can't know what is involved, or if you do, you're just blinding yourself to it. I'm not blinding myself to anything, Marie. Not unless I'm imagining Rudy's love isn't as strong and real and... All important as mine. How could you behave in such a deceitful way? Because I'm afraid. For both of us. You needn't be for me. But for you it's different. I do see that, Marie. I didn't mean to make use of you. We wouldn't like you to be punished because of us, would we, Rudy? I think you have some difficulty in convincing Rudolph of that. I must speak to him alone, Marie. The train goes at twenty past two, Mary. Carl and I will lunch at the Grand Hotel. I'll meet you there in half an hour. You mean... You mean you'll join us after all? We shall see. First, I must talk to Rudy. He needs my help, Marie. Very well. But if your love is as strong as you say, there is only one way that you can help him. I hope to see you later, Mary. Goodbye, Rudolph. Goodbye, Marie. Now, Rudy... First, I must be absolutely certain of something. Did you suggest to Marie she persuade me to go away? Did it come from you? No, Mary. It was her idea. Oh. Oh, I'm glad of that. Kiss me, Rudy. Oh, Mary, but mm. darling. But darling. Mm. Oh, it's all right, Rudy. I won't oh. leave you. I'll never leave you. Oh, as long as I'm sure you need me, I'm not afraid, Rudy. Just proud and happy. Oh, 
when you're with me, Mary, when I can touch you and hear your voice like this and everything's changed. All the things I run away from, small and pitiful. I want it to be like that. Forever and ever. They make so many demands on me, Mary. A man must be left something of himself to bestow freely and gladly. It's that part, however small, Rudy, that you must fight for. How did Marie persuade you to surrender so easily? She convinced me I should ruin you. And I shall, Mary. Ruin me? (laughs) What a bourgeois expression. Do you think I care what terms I have you on? Do you imagine I gave a shrug of the shoulders for boulevard gossip, for social position, for anything at all that stands between us? Do you think I'd be here like this if I did? Oh, Mary, if I had your courage, there's nothing we couldn't do. Nothing. I've enough for both of us, Rudy. I'll prove that to you, if you let me. Will your highness be requiring the carriage again today? Yes. Notify Prince Philip of Coburg that I shall not require his attendance at Myerling tomorrow as arranged. I'm driving up there today. The Baroness will leave by the iron door as soon as it is dark. You will escort her to the usual place. And you will accompany us to the hunting lodge, Lachek. Very good, Your Highness. And the coachman will whistle again tonight, won't he, Rudy? He always whistles on the way to Myerling. Always, my darling. When you're in the carriage with me. What time is it, Mary? Ah, 7.30. Alice brought the coffee five minutes ago. Alice? Mm. How does she get on with those Oh, they bicker, I think. Who shall bring our coffee? Who shall bring our breakfast tray? (laughs) (laughs) Alice doesn't like me staying here in the palace in your apartments. She's afraid the crown princess will find out. The crown princess is not in Vienna. Oh, I know, Rudy. But Loshek has told Alice that we're being watched... Apparently, there's an old man in the courtyard pretending to sweep snow. <laughs> Poor Carlton Bruno. Must be wretched merely to pretend to work in a temperature well below zero. Oh, you know him? Oh, why, bless you, of course I do. He's one of Uncle Albrecht's permanent staff. It was time he was pensioned off. <laughs> I'd recognize the old fellow under an orange beard and imperial side whiskers. <laughs> oh, Rudy, it's wonderful to hear you laugh and see you looking so well and happy. Have I had anything to do with it? Oh, my darling. I don't think you need any reassurance on that score. Come, I need coffee. Plenty of good, strong coffee to fortify me for the wretched review. (laughs) Well, here you are. And there are rose on the tray and apricot jam. Oh, what a blissfully successful wife you'd make, Mary. I'm perfectly content with things as they are, Rudy. Yes, you are, aren't you? Perhaps you wouldn't remember things like a husband's passion for apricot jam if we were married. But, well, we shall see. Don't be silly, Rudy. I wasn't being silly, Mary. You still prefer not to discuss it? There's nothing whatever to discuss, Rudy. We decided that more than two months ago. Yes, we did, didn't we? Then go and dress, Mary. Hurry now. You must be out of here before the guard change. The carriage will call for you tomorrow evening as arranged. Why are you so anxious to be rid of me? I've had a surfeit of you. (laughs) You begin to cloy. A hard, predatory glint is beginning to show in the eyes that I once found soft, limp, and blue as the Aegean. Oh, 
Rudy, you terrify me. Oh, my darling. I love my prince dearly, dearly. Come in. The Archduke is here now, Your Highness. Oh, have him come in and see that we're not disturbed, not on any account. Yes, Your Highness. You must go now, Mary. I must see my cousin. Until tomorrow night, my darling. His Excellency, the Archduke, Johann Salvatore. Johan! Oh, it's good to see you. You look splendid. Ah, the air of Budapest seems to agree with me. Now, listen. I did rather more investigating than you demanded. There is a statute which lays down that the heir to the imperial throne can be king of Hungary during his father's lifetime. Suppose that can be achieved without bloodshed. What of the other matter? <laughs> the pretty baroness? That's even simpler. Divorce in Budapest is permissible. So is a morganatic wife for the wearer of the crown. It's all very constitutional, Rudy. You have only to make the decision. Hmm. Ultimately, Johan, but first you must perform another service for me. On your return to Hungary, post this letter. Am I to be told what it contains? It is a direct appeal to His Holiness. You would ask the Pope for a divorce from the Crown Princess? Oh, it is by no means as hopeless as you might suppose, Johan. His Holiness is as eager as my father that I should have a male heir. Stephanie can never have another child. But this isn't necessary to your plans. I tell you, there'll be no obstacle placed in your way once you're in Hungary. I have a conscience, Johan. If it can be legal, then let it be legal. A freely given divorce here, then the bid for Hungary. Very well. well why are you smiling? Because of the change in you. It's unbelievable, Rudy. Quite unbelievable. <laughs> it's astonishing what a pretty girl can do for a man. Or an empire. Am I to be permitted to kiss her hand? Not yet, Johan. I've told her nothing. Is that wise? She'll have to know how to play her part. When the time comes, she'll be word perfect. We shall be man and wife. I suppose the secret police get at her first. That is why she must be kept in ignorance. If she's interviewed, she'll have nothing to say and nothing to hold back. Uh, come in. Your Highness, the Chamberlain is here. His Imperial Majesty is calling. My father? Calling here? Oh, I must go. It would be embarrassing for us to meet. And, and Mary, she mustn't be found here. Leszek, as soon as you have received the Emperor, warn the Baroness and see her through the iron door. Yes, Your Highness. I'd better go the same way. Is this the door? Yes. There's a small staircase to the left and a door at the bottom. Goodbye, Rudy. And pull yourself together. You'll have to face bigger risks than this. Bigger risks. Yes. I must keep my nerve. Mary will be all right. Everything will be all right if only His Holiness will grant my appeal. His Imperial Majesty, Franz Joseph, Emperor of Austria, King of Hungary. Rudy. My duty to you, sir. You have my permission to be seated. This is an unofficial visit, my boy. It's your mother's idea. She's worried about your health again. My health? Stephanie returned to Vienna last night, earlier than expected, and was informed on endeavouring to gain access to your suite that you were indisposed. I must accept responsibility for that misunderstanding, sir. I have an arduous day ahead of me and desire to retire early. I gave Lechek instructions to that effect. Quite right, quite right. Strictly speaking, as man to man, I have a certain sympathy with you. Your wife is hysterical, tactless, and deliberately obstructive. 
She has had the temerity to pay me two uninvited calls within the last three months. Nobody will ever teach Stephanie the obligations of her position at court, sir. She will have to learn, but that is neither here nor there. She is complaining of neglect, and that is the purpose of my visit. Is it true that you have not seen one another in private for a period of eight weeks? That is quite true, Papa. Confound it, Rudy. It's not for me to point out your obligation as to the woman you married. But I won't be pestered like this. I won't have my work constantly interrupted by a sordid domestic dispute inside my own family. You must patch it up, do you understand? With deep respect, sir, that is no longer possible, sir. Not possible? Why not? I am in love with the Baroness Vetsera, Your Majesty. Good heavens! You dare to be defiant about that? I hope I'm not defiant, sir. I respect you more than you imagine, but I am deeply in love, sir. It does happen, even to a crown prince. Oh, yes, it has happened before and it will happen again. But it is not as important as you imagine it to be. The only important things are work, responsibility and dignity. You must send her away. I am sure she would steadfastly refuse to go, sir. Nonsense. I don't expect her to sacrifice you without adequate compensation. What compensation would there be in this case, Papa? Oh, listen, my boy. I've occupied a throne since I was 18... And my eyes haven't always been glued to dispatch boxes. There's an international heart balm available in these cases. We call it social elevation. We'll make her a countess. And later on, when she's enjoying it, we'll arrange a highly advantageous marriage. Papa, not Papa. another word, my boy. It's as good as done. Not before time, either. Touch the bell, Rudy. Thank you. And now to work of genuine importance. You have a review, and I have an audience with the German ambassador. It's done us both good to have this talk, Rudy. I shall be watching you at the saluting base, my boy. Keep a good, even pace from first to last. Remember my eagle eye for dressing. Dressing and general importance. Marie, how good of you to come. The police demanded to know the purpose of my visit. Are you under some sort of arrest? No, no. Certain unauthorized persons have been found in the corridors. More fussiness on the part of the security police. What did you tell them? I heard your letter. It's as well that you worded it discreetly. Well, now, tell me, what has happened to Mary? Why is she unable to keep her appointments? What has happened? Mary is not allowed out, with or without a chaperone. And her home is under day and night observation. But you are a close friend of the family. No one would deny you the right of entry. I haven't put that to the test, Rudy. I dare not. I've sought advice. From your husband? No. I went to a friend of yours. The editor of the Weiner Tigerblood. Maurice Schetz. Yes. And he expressed an earnest wish to accompany me here. You brought Maurice Schetz here, openly here to the palace? He had no trouble in getting in. He produced proofs of a consultation with you on the compilation of the National Encyclopedia. Oh, excuse me, I must ring for Lechette. You haven't asked me why I sought his advice. I hope that will emerge, Marie. I told you weeks ago, in this very room, that my part in this mad obsession of yours must end, Rudy. Yet in spite of that, you write begging me to embroil myself anew in your affairs. I wrote to a friend asking for news of a mutual friend. It would appear I overestimated the strength of your regard for Mary as well as for myself. You rang, Your Highness? Herr Schepps is here. Please ask him to join us at once. Yes, Your Highness. It's because I'm your friend and Mary's that I'm here now. It is because of that I went to Shep's office in the first place. One can excuse Mary. She believes herself to be deeply in love. 
But I cannot believe you will continue to blind yourself to the dangers this open association is leading you into. Isn't it enough that it has already come to a police watch on her home? Herr Schatz, Your Highness. Well, Maurice, it is some time since you called on me via the front door. Sometimes it is safer to do so, Your Highness. Oh, you may dispense with the formal address, Maurice. My cousin, the Countess here, can no longer be described as a third person. I suppose it is inevitable that she has infected you with her disapproval of my private life. It's not your private life that concerns me just now, Rudy. No? What do you mean? He has something rather more important to discuss with you. This telegram. When did you receive this? Less than an hour ago. Who did it come from? My Rome correspondent. It came in code. Disclosing my appeal to His Holiness. Who else knows? I cannot tell. It may still be unknown outside the Vatican, but the Archbishop had an audience with the Emperor late last night. How could you commit such a fantastic folly, Rudy? What hope is there now for any of us? There is always hope, Countess. How much depends on His Holiness. Do you think the answer might be favorable? Don't go on deceiving yourself, believing only what you wish to believe. You must know by now that there is not the slightest chance of having your marriage annulled. But you spoke of hope. If there is none for me... For whom do you harbour any? For the millions who are looking to you, Rudy. Oh, nothing can save this hotchpotch empire from slowly choking to death. If I'm to be denied all the opportunities of personal happiness, the empire's millions can go hang. How adult are you? Does self-pity carry you to the length of demanding a revolution in order that you may marry a mistress? Is that the man we have risked our lives for? You ask too much, Maurice. More than my father. You must make a voluntary retraction, Rudy. Then there will be no whisper of this in public. The Emperor himself will suppress it. That would be tantamount to never seeing Mary again. Yes, it would mean that. By what right do you demand this? Because of all that we had planned, Rudy. Does falling in love do that to a man? Heaven help your mediocrity, Rudy. Peasants have turned their backs on their personal happiness for the chance of benefiting a small community. Yet you shrink from a sacrifice that could save Europe. You are all we Austrians have left to unshackle us from the Prussian juggernaut. Without you, Bismarck will move from conquest to conquest, dragging our country behind him like a lead, toothless bear. But you have betrayed us because of the smile on a woman's lip. God, your filthy tongue, you swine! Another word and I'll kill you! The Emperor! Father, I... I have issued instructions that we are not to be disturbed. Your visitors have permission to leave us. Please, go now, Countess. Herr Schatz. Come, Herr Schatz. Hmm. I see from this telegram that you are well served by your private news service, Rudolf. But perhaps you are not quite abreast of developments. I have come here to remedy any deficiency. I, too, carry written information. Strangely enough, mine is also from Rome. Come over here, you bungling moonstruck fool! Read it! A reply from His Holiness was handed to me last night by the Archbishop. Yes, Your Majesty. So you could break faith with wife, family, church, emperor and empire at a single stroke of the pen. And yet you gave me your pledge to finish with this woman. I gave no such pledge. It would be profitless to argue that. You refuse even now? I know that I should never have the strength to honor such a pledge, Your Majesty. I think we shall find you the necessary strength, Rudolph. It is here in these papers. 
A speech in the Hungarian Parliament, claiming a crown prince as the champion of Hungarian autonomy. Your Majesty, you cannot blackmail me with the utterances of an irresponsible politician. Look closely, Rudy. Letters with your signature. Enough to convict even a crown prince of high treason. You think I would hesitate to bring my own son to trial? Well, you're right, Rudy. I couldn't, much as you deserve it. But the others... Others? Sheps and all your other fine, studious friends. Oh, no. They had no hand in this, not one. My agents have proof, Rudy. They could be punished severely. And so, of course, could the lady who seems to have driven you to madness. It would be more just to accept my renunciation of the succession here and now. If I abdicate... Abdicate? You cannot abdicate, Rudy. You are a Habsburg and an only son of a reigning monarch. The throne will be waiting for you when this baroness is a memory. Come, come, my boy. Own yourself beaten. What will happen to Mary? Oh, what becomes of all young women when they descend from their turrets in the clouds? A suitable husband will be found for her. And all the men who trusted me? I admire loyalty, Rudy. Nothing shall be said or done about any of them. Is it agreed, then? Perhaps. But if there is to be the long night ahead, is it not possible that you could give me something to occupy my mind? Could I not begin to train as your successor? Oh, what am I but a high-grade civil servant? For you, there is always more important work, Rudy. For you, there is the reorganization of the army. Just ring for Loshek, please, my boy. Thank you. We have no need of these papers now. There. They can be burnt later. Ah, Loshek, inform Her Imperial Highness the Crown Princess that His Imperial Highness is at liberty to receive her now. Yes, Your Majesty. Stephanie's here? Yes. Uh, haven't you demanded enough for one day? I gave her my promise that I would witness the reconciliation, Rudy. There is your sister's engagement party tomorrow and the official birthday party in honor of the German Emperor on the 29th. You will, of course, attend both. But it would avert the spread of scandal if you and your wife could exchange a few polite remarks over the table. I will endeavor to give you suitable openings. I hardly think the Crown Princess will require them, Your Majesty. <laughs> You're probably right. Then perhaps I can rely on you to assist in steering her away from unsuitable topics. At the last family dinner, she regaled us all with unsolicited observations on the inherited taint of insanity amongst the Habsburgs. Your Imperial Majesty. The Crown Prince and I have lately come to a certain understanding concerning the matter on which you sought my advice, Your Highness. It is my desire that you will do your utmost in the future to reconcile the Crown Prince to the decision mutually arrived at. Your Majesty will not forget that I am the injured party in this dispute. There is no question of a dispute, Your Highness. All that is needed is a mature sense of values on his part and a modicum of tact and sympathy on yours. But, Your Majesty... That is all, Stephanie. The matter is now closed. I will ring for Loshek to conduct Your Majesty to the anteroom. Don't trouble yourself, Rudy. I arrived unannounced, and I intend to leave unannounced. This is the first time in my reign that I have made an informal call on a member of the Imperial House. It makes me very happy to reflect. That is also the last. It's just as I supposed. He addressed me as though our relationship had foundered through fault of mine clear to me that I'm the victim of a family conspiracy. A conspiracy aimed at humiliating me, 
because the House of Coburg cannot boast the quarterings of the House of Habsburg. Well, and suppose that is true. Is it not equally true that our blood is healthier and more virile, free from the taint of... Rudolph, Rudolph, put that drink down and listen to me. Not even a bourgeois has such a lack of consideration for the rules of common politeness. Rudolph? Uh, Rudolph? Uh, you dare touch me? No, madame. Have no fear on that score. We are reconciled by imperial decree, and you may unlock that bedroom door, madame. We shall smile and nod and perhaps even talk, but we will not touch one another. The crown princess does not like to be touched, not even by the crown prince. How dare you! That is your cue, madame. After the torrent of words, the cataract of tears. Well, Loshek, I expected you back from Vienna an hour ago. I had great difficulty in getting here from the station, your highness. The road surface up here to Myerling is very treacherous. Oh, come by the fire and warm yourself. Yes, you look half frozen. Did you deliver the letter to the Baroness personally? It was impossible, your highness. The Baroness is not in Vienna. What nonsense is this? It's quite true. She has been missing since early this afternoon. It would appear that she left her home with the Countess Marie Lariche to go shopping about midday. The ladies left their carriage outside Rudex in the Kuhlmarkt. And whilst they were making purchases, the Baroness made an excuse to return to the carriage. Go on. When the Countess Lariche went out, the Baroness was not there. The coachman stated that he'd not seen her. But this is fantastic. What do they imagine happened to her? Oh, come now, Loshek. You must tell me everything. You know everything. You understand? The Baroness's mother and uncles suspect your highness of abduction. Are they mad enough to suppose I'd kidnap her against her will? They have reported the circumstances to the police. I understand they actually named your highness as a possible abductor. <sighs> Loshek, I may have to go on a journey alone... In the event of my not returning, there are certain services I wish you to perform for me. Now, listen to me carefully. As soon as it is light, I want you to return to Vienna and find my coachman. He is to go... He is already here, Your Highness. Here? Admiring? I saw him rubbing the horses down outside the stables. He was whistling. Whistling? No, Lushit, no. Was he alone? His carriage was empty, Your Highness. Possibly a guest... Your Highness doesn't imagine that the Baroness... Oh, who knows? I'm surrounded by enemies on every side. If it can be demonstrated to the Emperor that I've broken my word within 24 hours of giving it, they would exterminate the whole family. But, Your Highness... The coachman could have been bribed to kidnap the Baroness and drive her here to discredit my pledge. Send him to me at once, Julia, will you? Uh, uh... Wait, please. The coachman brought me here because I asked him to. You may go, Loshe. Yes, Your Highness. I wasn't expecting you, Mary. That much is very apparent, Rudy. You better take off your cape and boots and warm your feet by the fire. 
Later, you must go back to Vienna. No, I will not go back. Mary, it is more than a week since we met, and so much has happened that you do not know about. I think I know all that is necessary for me to know, Rudy. That is not possible, Mary. I, I wrote you a long letter. I sent Loshek with it, but he wasn't able to find you. My mother and I received a personal visit from the secretary of the archbishop. He gave us certain advice. He told us that as a family, we would find the climate of the Riviera milder than Vienna. For me, there were more immediate proposals. A marriage? To be made public within 24 hours. I have given the emperor my word, Mary, never to see you again. I surrendered only because there was no possible alternative. I want you to understand that quite clearly. No possible alternative. There were too many people involved, quite innocent people. Did you come here because you could not believe that I had made the renunciation voluntarily? No, Rudy. I came because in spite of everything, I think you need me. I need nobody now, Mary. I'm sorry, but you must leave Marling in the morning and return to Vienna. I made certain plans following my decision. What was your plan, Rudy? It is in the letter I wrote to you. Loshek will bring it to you later. And then I will understand everything. I pray heaven you will, Mary. I think I understand now, Rudy, without reading the letter. This is your plan, isn't it? Put that pistol down, Mary. Put it down. I... I thought I'd left it in my desk. So I guessed correctly. Oh, Rudy, it would have been a cruel and cowardly thing to do this alone. We exchanged so many pledges. All the customary pacts of lovers, the small change of romance. And then for us, the additional promise is necessary. Because the road we had to travel was steeper than most. All this. Yet you could escape alone and write me a letter. Like a merchant sending in an account. I... I tell you, there was no other way, Mary. There was already a pistol pointing at you. It's still pointing, Mary. Do you suppose I am much afraid of pistols? Where there is no hope, there is no fear. There is hope for you. You are young and you are free, as I have never been free. Never for a single moment. I surrendered that freedom when I began to love you, Rudy. Oh. Oh. Do you want to make me a murderer as well as a self-destroyer? It would have been more chivalrous than escaping alone. What did you think would become of me? I have arranged for you to go to England. I have good friends there. They will look after you. So you have everything neatly arranged. But there's one thing you've not allowed for. I'm going to have your child, Rudy. Child? Well, is it as surprising as all that? Oh, how long? When? It was to have been in May. Oh, my darling. Mary, my darling. Was to have been. Was, you said. You have impressed upon me that there is now no hope. Oh, there is more than hope, Mary. There is certainty. You have always said I am a slave to my heritage. My true heritage is with you now. And our son. Our <laughs> son. But of course, for a Habsburg, it must always be male. I know it is a son. Well, son or daughter, what difference can it make now? We will stay together, Rudy, until they come for me. 
I am grateful that I've had the chance to tell you. Stay here. Oh, no. No, we shall start immediately for Hungary. That shall be our goal. The coachman is here. We can leave at once. Rudy. Well, we... We could be stopped at the external frontier. And there would be questions, telegraph wires buzzing. But in Hungary, it will be simple. Oh, I assure you, Mary, it is possible. We have a good chance. Well, not tonight, Rudy. It will only weaken our chances of travel in this weather. And on these roads by night... Perhaps tomorrow. You're right, Mary. Yes, you're tired and not fit to undertake a long journey without rest. We will leave early tomorrow morning. I will make the arrangements. Come in. Yes, Lechek? Some strangers called your highness and asked for accommodation soon after the baroness's arrival. A stranded hunting party, I believe. And what did you tell them? That this isn't an hotel, your highness. (laughs) Quite right, Lechek. Tell the coachman to be ready to leave at six in the morning. We're going to Budapest. You will accompany us, Urshek. Pack lightly for us both. Yes, Your Highness. And ask the coachman to whistle, Urshek. Certainly, madam. You shouldn't have asked him for a concert, Mary. (laughs) We have less than six hours and and you must sleep. (sighs) What... Will you call our son, Mary? What would I call him but Rudy? Rudolph is an unlucky name. All Rudolphs have been unlucky. (laughs) Not all Rudolphs. No. No. Now that I have you, I am lucky. You can lay a hand on a man's cheek and at a single touch light up the dark corners of his life and make each of them a place of joy and repose. You can join your soft mouth to his and transmit to him the power to challenge a universe in arms against him. You can make a life denied you black beyond the blackness of despair. Oh, this boy of ours, with you, his mother, he will not have to discover these things for himself, Mary. He will walk in sunshine... From the beginning. Lochek will be bringing coffee shortly, Mary. He'll take the luggage down. I'm going to see the coachman now. Wrap up warmly. Oh, I beg pardon, madame. I thought the room was empty. I brought your coffee. Oh, thank you. Uh, Don't go, Lochek. I want to talk to you. The crown prince has gone down to the stables. His highness would appear to be in excellent spirits this morning. Yes. Tell me, Loshek, is it me or this, the syringe I've just found on His Highness's desk? I'm sorry, Loshek, but today there are things you must tell me. How important has it become to him? Please tell me for all our sakes. It had become not to be important, madame. As long as you were with His Highness, he had no need of it. When you ceased to come, he returned to it, Baroness. This flight, this escape to Hungary that he's planning. Is it really possible? Is it? Isn't it just a product of this syringe? Perhaps not entirely, madame. Perhaps some of it is the confidence he derives from your presence. And that party of strangers who called for accommodation last night. They weren't really stranded hunters, were they, Loshek? No, madame. Secret police. 
The building is now under observation from all sides. You've not mentioned this to the Crown Prince? He wouldn't believe it if I did, madame. We should have to wait until the gentlemen of Vienna actually presented themselves. One more thing, Lushek. If you were in my position, would you drive out and wait for them to stop our carriage and separate us by force? Or would you remain here and let them move in in their own good time? One has to decide which course is the more dignified, madame. Thank you, Loshek. There is something I must do in the bedroom. Uh, shall I take the coffee there for you, madame? No, no, thank you. Leave it on the table for the crown prince. And thank you again, Loshek. You have been kind and understanding from the beginning. Thank you, madame. I'll take this luggage and come back later for your valise. Where did Rudy leave it? Ah, yes. Yes, here it is. It's very cold outside, Mary. I've given the coachman some brandy so he'll whistle well for you. I told him it was a wedding journey. Mary! Hey, come, your coffee's getting cold. Mary! Mary! Mary, do you know. Mary! Oh. Oh, no. The coachman has reported that everything is now ready for departure, Your Highness. There is one more bag to go down, sir. Uh, may I go through to the bedroom and collect Madame's valise, Your Highness? No. Go to your quarters, Leshek. I'll ring if I need you. Yes, Your Highness. The coachman is whistling. You cannot hear him, Mary. But he is whistling for us as we go together on our last journey. <laughs>